about that I'm paid as Oprah Think I may have broke the scale Cause the wait is over Wait, hold up Cause they say I almost I almost lost it I had to reach back Back and lock it Yeah You almost got me I had to reach back Back and lock it Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Slasher Sanitarium. I'm your host, Troy, and we are talking about episode 9 of the first season of Lock and Key. This episode is entitled Echoes. It is the penultimate episode. That's right, we've got just one more episode to go before we get to the finale, and that means that I was able to do it, thanks in part to the pandemic and everything like that, but I was able to finish the season before the second season came out. And, since we'll be finishing up Lock and Key very soon, that means I'll be able to focus on Black Summer's second season and be able to start churning out those episodes as well for you. But let's get into it, because it's time to set up the finale. We start six months ago. Ellie is getting off a school bus with the rest of her student-athletes. She then gets a text saying, Weren't you in school with Randall Locke? And they send a link to an article about his death. What a way to find out about your old boyfriend dying. That's rough. She could have at least called. Ellie breaks down a little bit, but then she sees a picture of Sam being led away in handcuffs and sees the Omega symbol on his wrist. So, of course, she knows exactly what's going on. She gives a call over to Mark and tells him all about it. Mark says, I know what I have to do, and he hangs up and kills himself. So, wow. A lot to unpack in just the first couple of minutes of this episode. But needless to say, you've got you've got the reason why Mark died, which I think we kind of already knew, but we will get a little bit more on him uh, as the episode goes on. And of course, we got it that uh, Ellie obviously knew the exact reason why he died, too. Then we go to three months ago, which would actually be three months from our present time and not three months prior to the six months ago. That's weird. Ellie and Rufus are eating dinner, and she asks him how things are going at Key House now that the locks have returned. Rufus says nothing unusual is going on. Then there is a knock at the door, and it's Lucas Caravaggio. Or Dodge, as we know him. Her? It? They? She? Who? What? It's a... We're going to learn a lot more about Lucas, or Dodge, or Echo, or Wellhouse Lady. Um, And, uh, yeah would say that they don't really have a gender when you get down to it. So that's kind of the way we're going to go with that. Um, and also at this point, my question was, is this the first time she saw Lucas? Because Lucas shouldn't look like that. We know that from the first episode that Dodge got the anywhere key left and strolled around for a little bit. And then apparently showed up here. So when did they get the identity key? We'll find out. So Ellie heads to Keyhouse and finds a crown hidden in the rafters of the basement. This, of course, was what she was doing when she broke in and found the gaming room. So uh, we do get to see, of course, that uh, Nina confronts her and is like, don't go into my fucking house, you bitch. Uh, then Ellie gives a crown of shadows to Dodge, and that is what it's called. Or Lucas. 
it's difficult because I guess I should just refer to whatever appearance Dodge is taking in the scene to make it a little easier instead of swapping back and forth between their names. Lucas says, uh, without the key, the crown is just a goth accessory, which it is pretty cool looking. He needs her to return to Key House and find it. Joe then takes a picture of Lucas and Ellie talking. And of course, this is what he wanted to show Nina. We see him leave Nina a voicemail as he gets home, and Ellie and Lucas are already there. They ask for his cell phone, which Joe actually hands over, but Lucas kills him anyways because Joe's a talker. And look, Ellie begs Lucas to stop, like, killing him and saying, like, he's not going to tell anyone, but, like, he's going to tell people. Like, he for sure is going to tell Nina. Like, yeah. And I understand that we're trying to be like, oh, well, you are supposed to like Ellie because she's reluctant, but, like, also she just kind of stood by and watched this dude kill Joe and didn't do anything. And at any point in time, like, I understand Lucas is not human, so it makes it a little bit difficult, but, like, this is a couple of months here of just, like, you're just going along with it and you never tried anything? All right, well, I guess we'll see. Lucas leaves via the Anywhere key, but leaves Ellie behind, and she still continues to help him. After Nina finds Joe, Ellie runs off, which ruins the continuity of her standing under the stairs when Nina looks for her. So obviously that was just there to entice the viewers, but instead we see, like, oh no, she ran right out of the house, so I guess that didn't happen? I don't know, weird. Ellie runs home, and she shoots Lucas a good five or six times, but Lucas does not die. He says you can't kill an Echo, because he is already dead. Lucas says if he doesn't, if she doesn't help, he will tear Rufus's head off. I guess this episode is supposed to like make you understand that Ellie is not a willing participant in this, but the problem is this is episode 9, and everything we've seen of Ellie has been her just like ruthlessly getting the job done for Lucas. And it's sort of like, okay, now we're supposed to care about her? It's kind of too little too late, honestly. I don't like this character. I don't have a problem if she goes down by the end of the series. Because, yeah, she just, like... it, it, It seems like she's like, well, I'm doing this because he's threatening Rufus, but also like... Yeah, it doesn't really seem like you're doing it just for Rufus, because there's a lot of things that you've done outside of that. And, yeah, so, just, I don't know. We go to present day. Tyler is watching Rendell kill Lucas, or at least trying to, in the memory. And Bodhi runs in, saying he found the matchstick key in the yard, and Sam must have dropped it. So they do actually have more than just their random assortment of non-offensive weapons. Bodhi asks what Tyler's hiding behind his back, and of course they pretend like nothing is happening. Bodhi says the only reason they know about the keys is him, and he's been through everything they have. Bodhi begs to help, the, uh, help, so they show him the memory. And Bodhi's like, that's a dude that's staying at Ellie's house. Which of course means, if you would have included him earlier, he could have told you this before, and you might have been able to do things a little differently, but instead you kept hiding him in the dark, and he is actually very fucking helpful. We cut over to see Lucas is eating breakfast. He asks what they did with Randall's body, 
And Ellie tells her him that they cremated him, so he says to go dig around in Randall's ashes to get the key. <sighs> yep, and guess what she's going to do? Nina sees Randall's herb on the mantle, freshly repaired via the cabinet. Kenzie asks how she's doing, and Nina apologizes for what she has been doing herself. Uh, she, uh, her and Kenzie kind of make amends a bit without using the cabinet. Bodhi run, uh, runs to visit Rufus. He asks if Lucas is home, and he doesn't appear to be. Bodhi explains to Rufus that Lucas is also a woman sometimes. By the way, naming a character Rufus and another one Lucas makes it very difficult in my head. Bodhi says Lucas is the reason his dad is dead. And then Rufus then shows Bodhi the Shadow Crown. Bodhi tries to take it, but Rufus is so afraid of Lucas uh, that he refuses to let him. Bodhi says he saw a key with that symbol on it, and he vows to find it. In a fan service moment, yep, Eden walks up wearing just a bra, panties, and an open shirt. Yep, that was necessary. She sits down at a table and does, I guess, looks at her makeup, maybe? She then opens a window, and Kinsey's fear monster jump scares her. Why did she open the blinds before closing her shirt? Eden then confronts Kinsey at school, this time with her shirt closed, asking if she has nothing better to do. As Eden leave, leaves, Kinsey sees Ellie. Kinsey runs up and says she knows about the keys and about Lucas staying at her house. Just punch that bitch. She asks Ellie why she is helping Lucas, and Ellie first pretends that she doesn't know what she's talking about. This is those moments where I'm like, you're going above and beyond at this point. Like, clearly Kinsey knows what's going on. Like, she just said the name Lucas to you. Like, the chick is up. Why, why continue down that path? And that's why I'm like, it's just, she's too, she's too far to one side, in my opinion. She's, I don't think she's as redeemable as they're trying to make her out to be. Kinsey asks how she knows him, uh, how she can help him knowing everything he has done. We cut over to see Nina open her stash, I said stash, not her gash, and pours her alcohol down the drain. Eden is then walking with Logan and Jackie. She tells them about Kinsey scaring her. There's a lot of quick cuts, little quick scenes in this, and I, I understand we're kind of getting down the wire, so we have to set up things, but it's just that this moves at such a more breakneck speed than the rest of the series has. Tyler and Kinsey are talking, and Tyler says they need help, so they need to recruit their friends. Eden then confronts Kinsey, and as she does, Kinsey's fear monster attacks Eden. Kinsey and Logan then attack it with the cross sticks, and it runs off. Yeah, so... Unless Kinsey is two people, I guess you can pretty much assume that it's not Kinsey. Ellie goes snipping around again before heading home to get packed. Rufus tells her that Bodhi is going to find the key to the crown. Rufus reveals that he knows where Lucas has been hiding the keys. It was in the floorboards. It wasn't the best hiding place. And also, why, why wouldn't you carry them around with you? Like, aren't they safer with you? Tyler is explaining everything to Logan and Jackie. Logan asks for proof, and Tyler grabs a book and uses the matchstick key on it to start a fire. Not... Exactly what I would have done, and honestly, like, I feel like you could fake that, right? I mean, I know that they don't really have too many keys that can, that can really use to show, because most of them are gone, but 
don't know. Jackie fucks off to check on Eden. And we do as well. Eden is getting her face fixed up by the nurse. And she says Kinsey didn't attack her, but something looks a lot like her did. Kinsey says that the monster is her fear, and it attacks anything she's afraid of. And Eden is intelligent enough to say, so you're afraid of me? And Kinsey says, yeah, Eden's intimidating and is kind of a cunt. Tyler runs up to Jackie, and she says she needs a minute. Gabe and Scott walk up to Jackie and ask how Eden is, so Tyler fucks off. Gabe asks if she got attacked by a seven-pound feral cat, and Kinsey admits that she took the fear out of her head, and that's what it was. She then proposes a three-way with them. No, I'm not making a joke. She literally asks if she can date both of them at the same time. (sighs) Yeah. Ellie calls to ask if they can meet at Key House. Nina goes to, I think it was a church, that was holding an AA meeting, but she doesn't go inside. Detective Daniel and arrives, and he lures her away for a coffee date instead. Well, that's a great way to get somebody to, you know, have sobriety, is to not have them go to AA meetings. Good on you, dude. Ellie explains to the gang she was doing what she thought was best, and she is done being afraid. She explains that Lucas was a kind and gentle dude, and she called him Dodge because he was on the fencing team. Okay, that's what we could come up with? Sure. Randall wanted to open the Omega door because the keys had only brought them good things so far, so he thought the same thing would happen if they opened the door. Kenzie asks how she remembers, and she vaguely says they found a way. That is some hand-waving bullshit. Either you don't want to say how she remembers, because you're going to do it in the second season, which, like, why bother? Just say it now. Or you don't know how you're going to have it be that they remember this stuff, and you're just like, whatever, it's not important. Like, that's not not great. It's not great writing. Ellie says when they open the door, glowing bullets flew out of the door, and one of them hit Lucas. Lucas and Rendell closed the door, but that's when Lucas was no longer himself. Ellie brings out the head key and uses it on herself. Rufus, of course, freaks out, seeing a mind door in her second mother, and then they leave him and Bodhi to keep watch. That's that's the best you could do, those two? They enter her memory, and we see Lucas yelling at Mark. He says Mark has it, and he is in fact looking for the Omega key. Lucas grabs Mark by the throat as Randall runs up. He then gets grabbed as well. Kim then grabs the matchstick key, and Lucas backhands her. She falls into a beam and then hits the ground dead. Now, she, like, she didn't hit her head, which was weird. Like, I guess it snapped her spine, maybe? But I don't think that you can die instantly from that. And she, like, instantly dead. Like, she hit the ground, her eyes are open. So it was weird that she didn't, like, crack her head on the thing. She just kind of cracked her back onto it. Um, but also, she was straight going to murder that dude. Like, that matchstick key will light him on fire. Jeff then runs at him, and Lucas snaps his neck. Lucas gets hit in the head with a hammer by Rendell, and he gives him a few more strikes, just to be sure. And of course, because we've seen this before, Duncan calls out to Rendell. 
Ellie says they had to remove Duncan's memories and hide them in the tree. Ellie says whatever came across from the outside attached itself to Dodge. They then made up the story of the drowning, and we see that they in fact, because this all happened in Key House and not in the caves, they drug the bodies out and then threw them into the ocean. They divided up the keys to ma- and made a pact to never use them again. So Ellie got the identity key and the echo key for herself, which seems like a bad choice to give her the echo key. Um, of course, Mark got the matchstick key, and Rendell kept the Omega key, and was it the head key, I think? No, no, the head key went to, uh, to Aaron, um, which clearly is how she got locked in her head eventually. Was, was there anything else that Rendell got? I thought he had another one, but maybe not. Um, and then Mark hid the rest of the keys around the house because he's the one that they could trust the most. Um, which is also why he killed himself, because he didn't want Dodge to to be able to find the map in his own head of where he hid all the keys. Ellie says the Echo Key can bring people back, but not in the way she thought. So this is again all her fault. Bodie remembers where he saw the Shadow Key. It was on the key ring. So he goes and gets it. Ellie says she could not let go of Lucas. And last year, she went to the well house and used the echo key. She says Lucas Caravaggio into the well, and that is how Dodge the Echo was created. So she broke her damn promise and started this whole thing, because their promise was to not use the keys at all. And instead, she's like, nah, fuck it, I'm going to use it. Lucas asks if she has any other keys, and she gives him the identity key, so that is how he got it. Lucas tells her he can leave it, or he can leave if he has the anywhere key. She says Rendell has it, and he yells at her to go get it. So yeah, so this is how, how she was surprised that Lucas shows up at her door because that's when he gets the anywhere key from Bodie. But of course, at this point, when she created him, Rendell is still alive because, of course, Dodge is the reason why uh, Rendell gets killed. Ellie says it wasn't an echo of Lucas, it was an echo of the demon inside of him, the one from the door. Ellie rightfully says it's all her fault, and they return and Rufus grabs the head key off the floor. Ellie says echoes cannot be killed by anything, they can only be trapped back in the wellhouse. Bodhi then gives a shadow key to Ellie. Again, stop trusting this bitch with things. Ellie says the crown is at her house, so she and Rufus head out to grab it. Good idea. Don't send the kids who Dodge can't take the keys from. Send the two people that Dodge can just willingly swipe the keys from. Good idea. Ellie and Rufus arrive home and retrieve the crown, but Lucas is waiting for them. Ellie claims she took the head key, not Rufus, and Rufus walks over with a screwdriver laying on the on the table, and he grabs it and attacks Lucas, but Lucas backhands him. His pimp hand is strong. Lucas grabs a shadow key from Ellie. He grabs the crown as well as a little Billy Eilish kicks in. Lucas puts the key into the crown and puts it on. Shadows expand out from him, and he says, Hello darkness, my old friend. I guess they couldn't get the rights to that song, so that's why we had to settle for You Should See Me in a Crown. And we end the episode there.
very good episode uh, to go right before the finale. Uh, again, I don't like Ellie. I sort of hope she dies. But uh, we will see what happens in the finale. And uh, yeah, right now, all we have is, well, depending on if he is able to get out of there alive with the head key, they could potentially have the head key. Otherwise, all that the Locke family has is the matchstick key, the Omega key, obviously, um, and the uh, the cabinet key, and the death door key. So we'll see what happens, because obviously Dodge has a lot more and a lot better ones. But uh, that will be on the next episode. So again, thank you all for listening, and I'll see you next time.